Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, March 24th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, the Leap Wallet AMA hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 6 a.m. in sunny Queensland, Australia, and Dr. Doscoin is coming at you live from the Orbital Command Twitter. Speaking with Leap Wallet today, you can see that we've got Atlas, who's another Orbital Command fella. Uh, Rebel DeFi is going to be jumping on shortly, and we're going to have Barun, who is part of the Leap Wallet crew, coming up as a speaker. So I'm just about to invite these guys, Barun, fantastic. And we'll give people about a minute to make their way in. There's Rebel there. I'm sure Rebel might want to have a little chat at some point too, so I'll bring Rebel up if he wants to. Here we go, Baroon and Leap Wallet. Can you hear me loud and clear there? Hey everyone, yeah, I can hear you. Fantastic. How are we going there? How's how's life treating you this morning or this afternoon or yeah, wherever it is uh, that you're at? It's one thirty in the night here, so I'm in India. Ah, yeah. fantastic. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're able to get a good sleep after this. Yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna see. Hey folks, just checking that you're on. There we go. Hey, just try it again. We just cracked up a little bit. Hey, hey, this is Sanjeev from the Leap Wallet team. Fantastic. Sanjeev and uh, Baroon here have been doing amazing things over at Leap Wallet. We're going to be having a chat with them for the next hour. Um, basically, what it's going to look like is a little introduction. So I'll get to know a bit about you and the team and what you've been up to and a bit about your history. Um, and then once that's done, we'll go over maybe some of the updates that are happening. And then... Love to, you know, pick your brains for about 20, 30 minutes here. I've got some questions of my own. And then I'm sure as we talk, it will inspire some other conversations in others. And at that point, those people can come up as speakers later on and ask their own questions. Does that sound good for you guys? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Awesome. Well, how about I let you two kick it off or 
whichever one wants to go first, with just a bit of history about you know the origins of Lee Wallet. How how long has this project been in the making for, and and what really inspired it? Yeah, yeah, I can go first. Uh, firstly, Doc and others at Orbital, thank you, thank you so much for having us. Super excited to be here and talk a bit more about Leap. Uh, maybe before we get into Leap, Varun and me could just do quick intros about ourselves for just some context, and then uh, happy to dive deeper into into our story. So about myself, I'm Sanjeev. I'm the founder and CEO of Leap. Uh, on, regarding my background, born and raised in India, uh, but currently based out of Canada. I started my career at McKinsey uh, in consulting. And then for the last seven odd years, I've been basically working in consumer startups, worked in business strategy, ops, marketing, product roles, and basically got introduced to Terra through the founders at Stata Labs, who happened to be like friends of mine from a long time back. So they are the folks who kind of introduced me to Terra. One thing led to the other, and that's how we ended up starting Leap in November last year. Fantastic. We're in Canada. I actually uh, lived over there about a decade ago. What, what part of Canada are you in? So I'm based in uh, beautiful British Columbia, uh, Vancouver. Absolutely stunning, hey? <laughs> yeah. Used to love riding up at Whistler and then heading down to Vancouver Island for little trips. But, um, okay, so... India based, uh, India and Canada, essentially. You know the guy from State, the guys from Stata. How do you know those guys? So Amitaj and Sid, the founders of Stata, also went to the same school. Uh, this was a long time back, like 10, 10 odd years back. Uh, and we kind of like, uh, I've just sort of followed their journey. Uh, Amitaj and Sid started up around, it was around the same time last year. So started getting into the crypto space. It was something that I'd been sort of observing for a while, wanted to get into the space. And so towards the end of last year, I sort of reached out to them and I was like, hey, you guys have, you guys have been building a killer product. You've been scaling rapidly. Uh, I want to learn from like, you know, your journey. And it was through them that I basically learned about Terra. I always knew about Terra, but not obviously not as much in depth. And through them, understood what's happening in the space. They'd obviously spent a lot of time talking to other protocols, talking to folks at TFL. And it was sort of through spending a lot of time with them that I understood deeply what the space was, understood the full potential of Terra. And I had like that mind-blowing moment all of us have had when we were like, shit, Terra should be like, you know, 100 times bigger than what it is today. Uh, and so was an immediate sort of converted lunatic. Uh, and then as we sort of looked at the space, it became sort of immediately obvious that there was this big opportunity to build a wallet. Uh, you see what Phantom has been doing in Solana. You see what uh, Rainbow Wallet has been doing in Ethereum. And we could see that given how Terra is poised to grow, there needs to be like an absolutely consumer-centric, well-designed, one-stop shop kind of wallet for the space. And yeah, that's what we intend to, intend to build here. Yeah, and look, you've done a great job so far. I have actually personally been playing with it and seeing how it all works. And we'll get into the technicals of it uh, shortly. But I'm just curious to know, how how big is the team overall? Is it is it... You, Baroon, and you know a couple of others, or is it is it a bit bigger than that? So the team's grown quite a bit. Uh, it's uh, I mean sometimes it feels it feels crazy that we only started uh, four five months back, and I joke about this to people not in crypto that if you thought early stage startups are crazy, <laughs> crypto is like that on steroids. It's like that times ten. So it's been about five months since we've been around, but lots has happened. We initially began as uh, me and like one designer. And one developer. You're 100% right. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, it just cut out on my end. So you, I think I cut you off. Carry on. Yeah. So we started off as like uh, one engineer, one designer and me. 
but now the team's uh, grown a fair bit. So right now the product team, uh, including engineers, designers, Barun is about like ten folks, and we've oh, wow. we've, been, we've been lucky in like you know getting a solid team where we have people who've previously worked at Facebook, uh, an engineer from Microsoft. So we've been very lucky in attracting a very solid early stage team. And then on the non-technical side, marketing partnerships. That's a bit of a I'd say a mixed group of some interns, some part timers. That's another like seven eight odd folks. Wow. Yeah. Look. With similar experience over at Orbital Command, just in the last sort of five months in particular, things have really grown and the team's just uh, seems to be exploding, you know. So um, can relate there with you, can relate. I think um, what I'd be, look, what I'd be curious to talk about is the, the wallet itself. You know, you were just saying before it's a customer-centric wallet. Now, there's a, we, we know that there's Terra Station wallet. We know that there's XDeFi. There's, you know, Kepler, which integrates with all the uh, Cosmos and all that. For you guys, you know, what is it that separates Leap Wallet from the other wallets out there? And for someone who's not already using it, you know, what are what are some of the features of it that would make them want to use it? Yeah, yeah, great question. It's something that we've, uh, we've I think a lot of people who've used it, spend some time with the wallet, understand it, uh, but happy to sort of share my thoughts on this as well. Uh, so from our side, the way we look at it, right, uh, where we look at the evolution of the space, I think Terra Station was an extremely important primitive of the ecosystem, which was very critical to bring Terra to where it is today. And that's why universally amongst lunatics, you'll notice that there is, everybody loves Station. It's, I mean, I've not seen the same thing with, let's say, Solana or other spaces where the default wallet was uh, was not liked at all by uh, by the average user. But here, Station's actually done a great job at bringing Terra to this point. But if you look at what's happening in the space right now, we just feel that there is such an increase in complexity that's already setting in where right now you have something like 150 plus announced projects that are different NFT projects, DeFi projects, other dApps that are going to launch in the next six months, one year. There is also a huge explosion in the number and type of users who are getting into the space where you not just have crypto natives, but you're going to have a lot more beginner to crypto users going to come in, especially driven by like, you know, anchor and anchor yields. And so uh, there are a set of places where we think that uh, the current wallet market is underserved and to actually like both deal with the complexity of the space and to sort of help onboard the potential like millions of users that we hope are going to be coming into Terra, you need like a different and improved wallet experience. And so what this in some way, if I were to just break this down, right? Uh, fundamentally, I think there are a set of set of almost like basic features that you'd want from your wallet, which we saw missing in this ecosystem. And this is sort of what we started off with, right? I'm talking about things like being able to view your NFT collectibles in your wallet, being able to uh, store frequently used addresses in an address book, being able to create multiple wallets, connect Ledger with multiple wallets. These are all basic sort of wallet primitives that we saw were missing in the space. And this is like as the first order of business, we kind of started by adding these. Then there are the more advanced uh, feature set that people are looking for in wallets, which could be you want to actually do in-wallet swaps and see the best trades across different DEXs. So that's possible in Leap today. You might want to access the whole range of staking options, whether it is plain staking uh, to the blockchain itself or whether it is stater-enabled staking. Today, you can do both of these within, within the wallet context. 
uh, you might want to do cross-chain transfers. So that's recently now enabled in Wallet. And similarly, there's a, there's a whole set of like more advanced features that ideally users would want to happen within, within that safety and comfort of their wallet. And we're slowly sort of uh, building these. So that's sort of, I'd say, one bucket, which is just like, you know, core uh, features in your wallet. The second bucket here is then user experience and design. Like what we feel very strongly is that unlike a lot of DeFi uh, protocols, which you might end up using maybe a couple of times a month, maybe even less than that, a wallet is a product that you're going to use all the time. And maybe several times uh, a week, if not several times a day. And so you want this to be a product that's simple to use. You want this to be a product that's intuitive. You want you also want this to be a product that's at the end of the day fun. And so we've sort of tried to keep that top of mind while we while we work on this product. We've we've gotten some good designers on board. Uh, they're spending time thinking about the smallest of details, right? How do we minimize the number of clicks needed to make a transaction? For example, if you see Terra Station, the feature set is actually broken between the extension itself and the web app. But we've actually made an active push from the start that let's let's build everything into the extension itself. And that can then neatly translate with some modifications to become like a native mobile Android app. So the second sort of important differentiator, I'd say, is just this focus on like, you know, design and uh, building out like simple experience. And then finally, integrations, which we kind of touched upon on the features aspect, but there is there are like you know so many more uh, new dexes coming up, new NFT marketplaces coming up, so many play to earn games coming up, uh, and we as sort of this wallet layer see ourselves as as sort of uh, a focal point in in the Terra network, and we want to try and make sure that we integrate with every possible Terra app, whether it is in the form of Leap being available as a connection option on their web apps or what, what is more interesting to us is bringing some of these experiences inside the wallet. Uh, that's again going to be like a big focus for us. So that's sort of broadly, I think, where we see our differentiators. And of course, again, the other important thing to, to note here is that for us, Leap is like our single one only product that we build. So our entire team of devs, PMs, designers, everything we're going to be building is only focused around this one product. Whereas obviously, with something like uh, Terra Station, it is one amongst like several products that uh, TFL has to maintain and manage. So even in terms of like focus, attention, and time, this is going to basically you know get hundred percent of attention from our side. So much going on, and <laughs> I would I would be curious. Uh, sorry, it is. Oh no, that is me. I'm looking at my own. Uh, it's all good. Never mind. There was a glitch on my phone. The the question I have was, you know, you're talking about obviously a million users, a million wallets being downloaded. Do you have some numbers at the moment for the current uptake? Uh, so for us, did you mean or more for the Terra space? Uh, for you guys. Well, actually, yeah, the viewable wallets on the Terra station are viewable if I was to log into that. But yeah, for, for Elite Wallet specifically. Yeah, for us, uh, right now we have uh, 3,000 plus installs on, exten- on the extension. Okay. And cool. this numbers, this numbers been like growing steadily by about like you know uh, fifty to hundred new installs a day. So seeing a pretty good uptake recently. And what we're also noticing is is that people who transact on uh, use Leap, they're actually making about four, three to four transactions a month, which seems to be around the average sort of uh, transaction per user. Uh, so that's actually great news for us. Which is that what we anticipate is happening is that a lot of users once they switch to Leap. They're sort of switching to it entirely. 
and mm-hmm. that's that's the success metric for us right like ideally we'd want people to be completely onboarded into leave right how many conversions can you have that not only just come and try it but stick around exactly exactly okay and as i'm clicking through now i'm, pl- I'm playing with the app as we're talking the one of the things that stuck out to me yesterday that i loved was just how accessible within the wallet it's you know it's got the directions or the redirections to random earth and nowhere are if you want to buy nfts it's got the direct deposits uh into uh anchor anchor earn directly from the wallet as well i thought that was really cool just how uh accessible that was the user the user interface is like it's simple it's clean it's you know it's fun i like your little frog um so user from a user experience perspective it's actually pretty pretty intuitive overall i did notice as i was trying to uh import a wallet last night i was having some issues with that and so i'm just wondering if you might have the answer for my both myself and anyone who might be running into the same thing uh with the import or the add wallet feature and import using private key i was just putting in my seed phrase and my uh password from one of my terrestation wallets is this what what is meant to be possible? Like, am I supposed to be able to import the details of that wallet into Leap? Uh, so basically, uh, the import wallet uh, import uh, pri- with private key option. So you'll have to use the password and the private key. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, would you be using the seed phrase instead? Sorry, what was that last line? So would you be using the mnemonic phrase instead? So basically, you have to use the private key that you get and your password from Terrastation. Oh, Not okay. Right? That's that's what I was doing wrong. Okay. I was trying to use the seed phrase rather than yeah. That makes complete yeah, sense. So basically, we we're currently working uh, working on something where you can basically import using both your seed phrase or your private key. But at the moment, in the current extension, you have to use your private key. Ah, that makes way more sense. And if I was not so asleep while I was trying to do it last night and not so asleep at 6.17 in the morning right now, uh, that would be much easier to navigate. So look, I'll play with that in a moment while we're doing this, having this conversation. But as far as exi- you know, exciting things on the horizon for Leap goes, it sounds like you've made plenty of leaps and bounds, uh, strides in the right direction just in the last five months. When you look forward on the horizon, what's this roadmap look like for you guys? What, what integrations are you most excited for? Um, what's, you know, what, what's being forecast? Yeah, I can take that one. Um, yeah, lots, lots, lots has been up on our plate. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of folks, uh, lots of like different uh, partners in the ecosystem, trying to see how best we can integrate them. But I'd say broadly uh, looking ahead, right, in terms of the things that we are most excited about, the first first thing on our list is our native mobile app. So we just uh, dropped a teaser about this yesterday. And it's funny because I remember literally the first user who beta tested Leap, the first question that they had to ask me was, so when are we going to get a mobile app? And it's been it's been the one question that every single time a new user discovers this, when, they go, when mobile, sir, is literally the first question we get asked all the time. So we didn't want to rush into it because we wanted to make sure that we first build the extension to be robust and have like a solid feature set to be something that users want and love. And now that we've reached uh, that point of confidence that yes, this is something that works, we've now rapidly been trying to bring uh, the same experience or even a better experience, I'd say, to the native apps. So in the next couple of weeks, you should be hearing uh, updates from us where the first set of alpha invites are going to go out. 
So, and we're releasing both on Android and iOS. So that's sort of like top of the list for us. Very excited to see the sort of feedback we get. And essentially our goal is to not, not treat the mobile app as, okay, there's like a minimal feature set available on Android and iOS, but actually to have them as fully spec'd out as you might ex- expect the extension extension wallet to be. So that's sort of like, I'd say, uh, priority one for us right now. Next up on the list is continuing this sort of focus on integrations. So at this point, we've integrated Anchor, integrated uh, the three big DEXs, we've integrated Stader, and we're just sort of continuing that going down the path of like, you know, trying to bring in other DeFi options into the space. And so by that, we're looking at, let's say, allowing people to invest in pools, right? allow people to invest in LP pools, allowing people to invest in farms uh, from Loop, allow people to, let's say, invest in vaults from Apollo and Spectrum, uh, maybe even like, you know, DGen vaults from Stader, or even other money markets like Edge and Mars. So basically look at the other DeFi primitives in uh, in the space and bring them again as native experience inside the wallet. I think that's that's going to be one big focus area for us. Similarly, another another area we are very excited about is NFTs, where we've just suddenly seen that it, it's not only it's not just random earth anymore. There are uh, seven or eight marketplaces right now, and we think that from a from a user experience standpoint, it would be ideal to have like one single place where you can go and discover all NFTs, where you can not just discover, but potentially even like buy NFTs across marketplaces in one uh, in one experience. So that's something we're also talking to some of these marketplaces about to see if we can access their APIs and embed their experiences also inside the wallet. Yeah, that would be awesome. Really seamless experience there. Yeah, yeah. Just having a look now, I've successfully, uh, thank you for the tip before about the private key. Uh, so anyone who's listening, it's not your seed phrase, it's your private key that you need to export from your other TerraStation wallet. Once you uh, put those details in, it's actually really quick and easy to get jump in. And now I can see a lot more uh, features. I can see because it's a wallet that has NFTs and all sorts of bits and pieces, and I can see the way the NFT collection is laid out. This is really clean. It's really it's it's clean. It looks good. Uh, it makes sense. I'm actually really impressed with this. And I like also in the past transactions section. I'm scrolling down, having a look, and I can see what I've been doing on different. Uh, you know, NFT marketplaces and in, within Anchor. And I like how it's all segmented uh, by logo too. Uh, sometimes, yeah, if you're looking at history, say on TerraStation Wallet and you're looking at your past transactions, it's all just kind of data. Whereas here, uh, it's it's like succinct and and clear what it was. So can yeah. vouch. I can vouch. I'm just, uh, as I'm playing with it, I can say that firsthand experience is actually quite pleasant. So, what I would be, mate. This is all. This all sounds amazing. The NFT, you know, the, the NFT API access um, to buy directly on marketplaces. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, working with you know different lending protocols and things like that. Mars having that direct directly uh, integrated. All that sort of stuff would be amazing. Um, I'm curious to know because I can see that obviously we got Rebel on here, and Rebel's a Rebel's a smart guy with lots of questions usually. I just want to check in with you, Reb. Do you want to do you have any questions here for the guys? Hi there. Yeah, it's been really interesting listening to um discussion of the Leap Wallet. Thanks for staying up so late out in India. Um, maybe not so late in Canada, obviously. Um, I, I've not used the Leap Wallet yet. 
I've, I've certainly heard about it before. Um, I'm just wondering, is there any sort of, is it Terra specific? I mean, that's certainly what I've been hearing tonight. Or is there going to be any sort of future development of like cross-chain stuff? Or is that not really a, a direction that you're thinking of pursuing? Great question, Rebel. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's, it's something that a lot, lot, of, lot of people have asked us. Uh, honestly, at this point in time, we are completely focused on Terra. We think that there is a huge opportunity here. And uh, with respect to what we want to do in terms of being, becoming this like one-stop gateway, it requires us to go like absolutely deep in the ecosystem with respect to partnerships, with respect to integrations. And so at least at this point of time, our focus is on just building like this, like, you know, dream wallet for the Terra ecosystem. In the future, obviously, if we think that there are, there's another chain where we could replicate this experience, uh, we might be open to it once you sort of established like a great working model in the in the wallet. And again, being transparent here, some of these decisions are, are still are still things that we are thinking through. Uh, but we feel that from a user experience standpoint as well, we probably don't want to go down the multi-chain path. We don't want to promise that you will be able to uh, access, let's say, tokens across 10 different chains. Because then again, that just dilutes the focus from one, from one chain. And we want to solve for that core lunatic user who cares about going deep in the ecosystem, who cares about DeFi products, cares about NFTs, cares about off-ramping all with UST and and uh, Terra, and then solve for them. So if, if you think in the future there's another chain where we might be able to replicate this strategy, we might. But at least for now, our focus is just on building this on Terra. Awesome. Thanks for that clear and considered response. I'm actually going to have to drop out just now, guys. But yeah, been a pleasure listening in and I'll catch up with the bits that I missed a bit later on thanks to Finn recording everything thanks very much see you Rebel good question mate so the speaking of the on-ramp look it makes sense to me to have just a Terra focused wallet Um, the way I'm seeing this when I'm looking when I'm having a play with it when I'm looking at its, its functionality is that this is the wallet that you just tell people that you're first onboarding uh, to use so rather than making it complicated because like you know i use kepler and i use um xdefi as well and so xdefi is really good because it's got you know the thor swap stuff running in the background and and kepler's great because obviously you can use it over in Os- uh, osmosis and all that but for you guys it's like simplicity is kind of the, the the main feature you know it seems that if i have a friend and i say hey look guess what uh, you want to get involved with Terra and be able to spend your USD and save it and earn you know, 90% interest and all that, well, then just download the Leap Wallet and you can directly, for, well, for certain people in the world, they can uh, buy directly with Carter. I can see the Carter ramp is on there. I can see Transac is in, integrated into it. So there's on-ramps directly into from Fiat into UST on the wallet and those features are live. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So just, in fact, just, just a couple of hours back, we announced our uh, integration with um, with Cardo and, and Transact. Bear in mind that this initial integration was a pretty like light touch model, where what happens is that you see Cardo and uh, Transact options, but the actual experience of submitting your KYC and, and transacting is actually happening on their on their web app. Mm-hmm. What our sort of future vision, what our sort of future vision is here is that we are actually talking to them and seeing again if we can get access to their APIs and, and build out this entire experience of the Cardo workflow or the Transact workflow, basically, again, have that embedded directly within the app. And, so, and I think this makes a lot. 
more sense also for your mobile experience where you don't want to switch between an app and then go back to a Chrome experience where you're having to like upload KYC documents, potentially log in again. Rather, we'd, we'd want all of this to be embedded within within the app context itself. So the, the first half of that sounded like it was really important, sounded like it was a crucial piece of the puzzle and it cut out. I don't know if anyone else had that problem, but it was just silent for about 10 seconds on my end. I, I can I can maybe repeat again. So yeah, what, I, what I was saying was, yeah, what I was saying was in terms of uh, where we are today, we've done like a light touch integration with Cardo and Transact where you see these uh, options and then you click on click on them and then we send your wallet address as context to these providers. But the actual on-ramping and processing the transaction is happening on their web apps. Hmm. Now, what we want to do ideally is work with them, see if we can get access to their APIs and embed that entire experience within the wallet. So again, like like we've been sort of speaking about this in different contexts, we don't we never want people to have to leave the wallet. So if you want to on-ramp in the future, you come into the wallet and you can go through the entire Cardo workflow or go through the entire Transact workflow within the Leap mobile app. Awesome. So I take it there's going to be different on-ramps for different countries too. Like eventually there'll probably be like Alice integrated with it. and Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, something that we've, we've just been like, uh, brainstorming internally is that because there are there are so many on-ramp providers and we've all, we've also gotten introduced to a lot of other folks who are just also starting out in the space we imagine a future where just like there is dex aggregation there's potentially like you know an opportunity for us to do on-ramp aggregation but as a user you just get into the wallet and say that you want to on-ramp from let's say Canadian dollars into uh, into ANC for example and then we have access to the the APIs of all these providers, and we can tell you that this is this is the best rate you're going to get for this particular on ramp. Cool. So, yeah. as far as you're concerned, it, it it might even happen behind the scenes. You may not even know that it's being powered by a Transact or a Ramp or a Cardo. It might even just happen behind the scenes. As a user, all that you care about is the guarantee that you're actually getting the best price for that pair. Mm, that's cool. Okay. Okay, so there's a fair bit of work that's got to be done yet. It's not like, obviously, you've got a great working product that's already live, but there's there's still, we, we're not we're not all the way there yet. There's still, you know, a lot more exciting things to come. Honestly, I mean, if you ask me, I feel like we have, we have just barely scratched the surface in terms of what wallets can do. I mean, let alone for Terra. But when you also look at even the best-in-class products out there, you see Phantom, you see Rainbow. I think they're all just just beginning to sort of understand what it means to be a quote-unquote passport for Web3 as crypto wallets are being called today. There's so much more that wallets can do in terms of uh, identity, uh, social networks, messaging. Like these are all, these are all you, see, you see small experiments that are being done. For example, Zapper does some stuff with being able to follow other wallets. Etherscan, I think, now has this feature where you can message uh, other addresses. There's all these like little experiments here and there that have started. But ideally, the wallet is the best sort of breeding ground for all these experiments. Like wallet is the place where in the future you should be able to follow other people. You should be able to build your decentralized uh, social network, build your identity. And so I think what we spoke about so far was just the very practical stuff, which is uh, where there's a clear path to what we want to do. And I think then there is a large larger set of these are all the experiments and uh, interesting ideas to explore which are obviously not that clearly structured but certainly something that we want to spend 
a lot of our time and energy on. Awesome. Awesome. You, um, you've got, I'm just scrolling down through the features and things at the moment too. And I'm looking at, there's a couple of little things, really little things, which I think are really cool. The auto lock timer. I haven't even noticed that it could be a thing on other wallets. I've just never noticed it. But the fact that you've got a, a little auto lock timer that you can set, I thought it was a really cool little feature. Um, and I'm looking at the DAP management system here uh, just to make sure that, you know, you can check uh, the DAPs that, that have been given permission to access the wallet and you can, you know, easily remove them, just making it really simple to be like in control of what, you know, what is reading your wallet's information. It, it feels like you've thought about, you know, a lot of things here. Um, so. I'm, I'm certainly going to be playing with this a lot more. I'm just looking at the time now and I'm realizing I've been asking questions for a good half an hour here. So I just thought rather than hogging the, uh, the mic, I might just spin it to the crowd for a second and just say, is anyone that's currently listening, if you've got a question, um, definitely invite you and employ you to come on up and, and have a conversation. And while that's happening, while anyone's considering putting their hands up, uh, I did also notice on your Twitter recently there was a something happening with uh, Unstables, the NFT collection. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And maybe just to quickly address your uh, previous point, I don't think uh, we want to take the credit at all for like thinking through all these ideas. Honestly, it, uh, I'd say majority of it is just our community. So we've we've actually over the last couple of months uh, built like this small team of alpha users who are literally sort of uh, waiting for the latest updates giving us all these like cool ideas on Discord, on DMs, on Telegram. And there's a bunch of stuff which we didn't even have on our radar, which has come from, from some of the ideas there. So for example, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the wallet now, you can actually switch your default finder between the standard Terra finder and extraterrestrial. So this is something that honestly we, didn't, we hadn't even thought about, but somebody on our Discord was like, hey, extraterrestrial is actually really cool. And why don't you give an option that lets people switch what the default finder should be so that when you click on the transaction hash on your activity page, that's what it, it takes you to. And so, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the small stuff uh, is all come from our, uh, from, from, from our community. Oh yeah. I'm just testing it now. So one, I've just clicked on one of them uh, and it sent me directly to uh, finder.terra.money. And I'm just trying to see where this toggle is to decide which one Goes where? So if I click on, where is it? What am I looking it's, at here? It's basically inside settings in general. Sorry, it's just a bit glitchy there, the sound. Uh, it's basically inside settings, uh, and then you go inside general. Settings. Okay. I'm going to have a little play with that there. Um, but sorry, do do continue. I'll, I'll have a play with that because I'll figure that out. While everyone else is listening, I'd love to hear a bit more about the unstables uh, situation. Yes, yes. So on the NFT side, uh, what, what we've been doing is for the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to talk to a lot of NFT projects and see what are ways to collaborate. Uh, honestly, there's like lots of ideas that we have, but essentially we're just trying to form the start of a partnership with some of these folks where right from potentially being able to mint some of these NFT collections in the future in wallet to being able to like, you know, build more utility around NFTs that is again accessible from the wallet. There's there's so much that we can do. But to begin with, what we what we've done is that for some of the NFTs that we are partnering with, we white labeled their collections. And so when you uh, as a user of Leap, when you actually go to your NFT collections page, 
you'll start seeing these NFTs uh, by default. Right? So we auto fetch the uh, NFTs from specific collections in the wallet to make that easy for you, right? Otherwise, you'd have to go find the collection address, come back, paste that, and then and then it shows up. So we're starting to do these like little partnerships and also see how we can add value to our respective communities. And so we've, we've had cases where, uh, we couldn't announce this, we haven't yet spoken about it, but we've had cases where NFT projects have made some custom frog-themed NFTs and given it to us. We plan to do like a few giveaways with this, with these NFTs. So it's actually been awesome fun, just learning how behind the scenes, how some of these NFT projects work. And with the Unstables too, it was like, let's do, let's do a small, like, you know, a mini giveaway of sorts that establishes the intent to work with each other. And then we'll keep iterating through ideas as we scale. True. So just, well, everyone that was listening, a little bit of little, little uh, nugget of alpha there with the, uh, the NFT situation. Um, mate, you guys are killing it. I'm just, and I just to let you know, to be clear, I did find that uh, the feature switched the, function from the Terra Finder to the extraterrestrial. It's just in the settings, then general and then explorer. And then you can switch between them. So anyone that's listening, if you if you're in the process of downloading your Elite Wallet or you're about to, uh, yeah, they're absolutely right. You can switch between them. And that's a super awesome little feature there. I think uh, people have their preference which one they prefer to use. Um, yeah, really impressed here guys. I honestly I didn't I don't think you were on my radar until basically until we started having a conversation. I, I think, uh, was it Shah? I think maybe Shah was the one who said to, to have a conversation with you guys. And then, uh, yeah, I just, the more I'm looking, the more I'm like, ah, oh, these guys are really shipping here. This is really cool. <laughs> um, so it seems like, yeah, the go-to wallets now across, uh, for well, Terra specifically, it's, it's basically you got Leap, you got Terra, you got XD5. Um, and Leap is the most Terra-centric. Uh, or outside of Terra Station. Terra Station is also uh, Terra Century. The a moment ago, and I, I sort of glossed over it, but I, I'm curious to know. You know, you're talking about some of the features that you're looking at implementing that are being tested elsewhere, and you mentioned this uh, messaging that's happening uh, with Ethereum. Uh, can you tell us about that? I'm curious to know how that would work, and is it like private messaging between wallets? Yeah. I'll be honest, we haven't, we haven't dug too deep into that. Uh, we did see it pop up on our radar and I've seen it as a user too, that on Etherscan, uh, there's an option to like uh, DM other wallets. But obviously like, you know, with Ethereum, I think the whole idea of when people start laughing about it, because imagine like every message of yours, you had to pay like ETH gas prices on it. Uh, it just sounds, just sounds insane. Um, we, we, we do want to like, you know, we, we definitely have to explore that uh, from a tech standpoint, what that would entail. But essentially, some version of uh, on-chain encrypted messaging that allows users to uh, communicate with each other. And I think, again, there's different levels to what communication means. I think what, what we want to do at a very basic level is to allow you to follow other wallets. So, for example, there could be wallets that you follow for their DeFi patterns. There could be wallets that you want to follow for their NFT activity. And so... You're not really in that sense communicating with that wallet, but it is it is the start of some sort of like you know following uh, actions of a wallet. So I think we'll we'll begin with we'll begin with things like that, and then potentially see how that can be a good jumping point for uh, also adding some sort of communication and messaging in in app. If that makes sense, makes total sense. Yeah, 
makes total sense. This is um, this is cool. I love I love the idea. You know, you did say before, and I I hadn't heard it expressed that way, but it's like web wallets are the passports for Web three. Uh, sorry, yeah, wallets are the passports for Web three, and I hadn't thought of it in that uh, sort of phrasing. It's a it's a passport, and so if these passports have yeah increased utility and functionality over time, they be, yeah they just become a lot more attractive. I'm already I'm already in love with them. Like I honestly, I, I hate going to I hate going to websites and having to enter my email and all that sort of stuff these days. I'm just like just let me click a button that syncs up with my web wallet and I'll be happy. Um, and you and honestly, there's there's other aspects there too, right? So for example, what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, I know there's been there's been a lot of Twitter talk about this. You've seen how people are trying to create these phishing websites where there's like a fake anchor. And there's a fake like, you know, mirror dap mm-hmm. and a bunch mm-hmm. of people have lost, lost money there. So I think that's another thing which uh, is a clear sort of benefit of using in-wallet transactions where we are obviously vetting uh, the contracts that we are adding into this into the space. And again, right now, it's just a pretty small set of uh, contracts that we've added. But when you deposit in Anchor from, from Leap, you know that that is the Anchor contract. And you don't have this risk of accidentally Ending, ending up on a scam uh, version of it, which looks and feels like Anchor, but it's just going to steal your money. Mm, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, so it's almost like it's almost a security measure just using the wallet itself rather than potentially typing in a, a wrong address in a, in a uh, search bar. That's a, that's a really exactly. cool way of looking at it too. So I'm still scrolling down your Twitter too while we're having a chat, and there's a few things that I'm seeing which are piquing my interest. One is... Uh, and I'm curious to know how this works, is you've got uh, Rango, Rango's API that has been successfully integrated into Leap Terra. And it says here, Leap has become the first Terra wallet to have in-wallet cross-chain transfers. What's happening with these cross-chain transfers if we're operating solely on Terra? So right now what you can do inside Leap is um, you can transport your Terra assets from within the Leap context to anything that Rango supports at this point, which is basically Ethereum, Binance, Osmosis, and Harmony. And they're actually working rapidly to bring some of the other chains on, on board, some of which are other Cosmos chains, like the Secret Network uh, and a couple others on Cosmos. And then there's also like you know other uh, non-Cosmos chains as well. The, the, the main idea here is that uh, one-way transfers out of Terra to other chains can be made easily from from within the wallet, where all that you need to do is just enter the destination address that it's supposed to send to, pick the uh, pick the chain. In, in some cases, if the address is the same, you pick the chain that you want to send to, and that's it, right? You can just uh, directly do that from, from within your wallet. What we are very excited to see if we can support uh, in the future, which is a bit more complicated version of this, is to actually be able to do uh, swaps. Right, so right now, what, what, what it's going to do is if you send USD from Terra to, uh, let's say, Ethereum, it's going to just send USD to a wrapped version of USD on the ETH network. But in the future, it'd be really cool if you can just go from USD on Terra to, let's say, the comp token on ETH. So that's a bit more complicated. And it also involves potentially paying gas on the other chain. Mm-hmm. So today you, you could potentially do that uh, on a wormhole or you could just split that into two transactions and, and do it yourselves. But you would require an Ethereum wallet uh, to be able to pay for gas on the second chain. 
we are this this is definitely an area of interest for us and we are trying to see if we if there are some ways to uh, build this into the wallet entirely like into leap because that would be really cool that if you can just go from one terra native asset to another change native asset in one shot that's i think the the dream cross chain experience Mm, okay, so at the moment we've got support for ETH, BSC, Harmony, and Osmosis. Did you did I hear that correctly a second ago when you were saying it was one way transfers, meaning I could transfer out of the wallet, but I can't transfer back in? Yeah, yeah. Because if if you had to transfer back in, so let's say if you had to make a transfer from Ethereum to uh, back into Terra, you'd need an Ethereum wallet because you're paying gas on on ETH. So you'd probably do it using a MetaMask or a Rainbow. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is kind of, this is still cool to know. It's still cool. Like I'm just thinking personally. I'm like, okay, cool. I can send it to Osmosis and yeah, just use it for that purpose alone, just for an easy uh, experience. But uh, this is yeah, okay. It's also it's all starting to make sense here. I did also I didn't realize until I was clicking through the assets as well. You got these different options: the uh, liquid staking with Stata Labs and the staking pools with Stata Labs and the vanilla staking as well. Um, this is, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I think one problem that we, we are realizing as we are sort of making the wallet more feature rich is how do we even tell users that all of this exists? Because I don't think people intuitively imagine that you could also like, you know, access a state liquid taking product from within the wallet. Mm. So that's something that's, that's been given to <laughs> put on our designer's plate that how do we make this discovery uh, experience more easy but essentially what it was is again going back to what we said initially right that staking is one of the aspects within DeFi. uh we want to give users the full spectrum of staking options inside the wallet so obviously like the basic version of that is you pick a validator and you like you know do like the the most basic level of you know chain chain uh, allowed staking but there are there are three different products that stated offers and depending on your interest, risk preference, um, and where, where and whatever your sort of tolerance for all of that is, you might want to invest in one of the other staking products. And so, what what Leap makes it easy now is to actually uh, access these products from within the Luna tab. So you go into the Luna tab, and then you can see liquid staking. Um, we also see Stata Stake pools, and we're almost in the process of finishing an integration with Stata Stake Plus. And so it's almost like, you know, the entire suite of staking products that's available are all accessible to you within within the wallet context. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Because um, one of the things that I know, when I talk to lots of people about, and I'm introducing them to this ecosystem, it can be really overwhelming when I'm talking about, okay, cool, you're going to start off with Anchor, and then you're going to head over here, and you're going to go to, you know, play Nexus, and then you're going to go to Stata. And it's just like too much too soon. Whereas I feel like if you just start them with a Leap wallet and say, look, here are the features, have a play around with it, they can discover these things, you know, very organically. And and it's sort of, it's it, the way it's laid out, it requires minimal brain power. Like I don't have to think that hard. It just literally, it's, okay, cool. Here's, you know, here's my Lunar X that I've got sitting here. Stake it or unstake it. Claim my rewards. Cool. Um, so it's, I think this is going to be, this is a really great onboarding tool. This is the way I'm looking at Leap. It's just a really great onboarding tool for, for newbies who want to start using uh, Terra assets, start trading Terra yeah, assets, yeah. etc. 
sorry yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. i think that's that's on how we think about this too that there is there is definitely a strong educational aspect to some of the stuff that we're doing and so one of the things that we have on our radar um, at some point is of, one is of course creating uh, general educational content right which could be like youtube videos blogs twitter threads what onboarding into the space but i think also there's an interesting uh, way to bring this inside the wallet context so if you see some of the stuff that zapper does or um, there's another product called rabbit hole on ethereum so they actually have these small quests as they call them where users have to go and like you know you do different transactions or for example you do different actions right so say you go and add an address in your address book or you make a cross chain transfer to your ethereum address and all of this gives you like certain rewards and so that's a, that's a great way of also sort of sort of showing users that this is all that's possible within within the ecosystem so you give them small incentives um some people like i know for example i think coinbase does it where they actually uh, work with protocols and protocols actually incentivize users to come and use their products so there's there's all sorts of ways of uh, running these incentives but i think we are well positioned to be that like you said that great onboarding tool and also show people what what some of these experiences might look like yeah certainly there's that whole paid to learn uh model which coinbase has like i had a conversation with the guys from loop finance a few weeks ago about this because they're building their own education center uh well they already have begun but uh just about how say with coinbase as far as i can tell because they've got partnerships with uh you know different protocols or chains or whatever it is on coinbase for the learning center it can become a bit of a shill for those products rather than you know being focused on just the education side of things. For, I think for what you're doing, it doesn't need to be incredibly uh, complex. It can, it's just like literally, you know, a five-step sequence type thing that as you click a button, it'll say, you know, click this to do this feature and then, you know, have some, some directing or some directive to press another button then you get through five steps and you basically know how to use the wallet. Um, but, yeah, having a little incentive there where maybe they, they earn something, that's definitely food for thought and, it's just a little uh, cherry on top for anyone who's getting to learn how, getting to know how this this wallet works. So, really, really cool stuff here. I'm just curious to know, in in the last, you know, the last sort of five ten minutes here, is there anything that you haven't yet spoken about that you did want to announce, to say, to teach, uh, to make sure that people leave knowing? Yeah, great, great question. I think something we've uh, we've just hinted hinted at a little bit, and we're going to be releasing uh, a light paper soon and talking about this is about the leap token. So we do intend we do intend to have uh, leap tokens and want to make sure that like you know with respect to how we think about long term growth for us, we want to make sure that eventually there is a path to decentralizing uh, the product and making sure that like you know the community owns a majority of the network. And so uh, we're going to be releasing some of our thoughts on, like you know, token uh, token utility governance in the next the next week or so. And uh, yeah, the plan is also that very soon we want to run some sort of uh, distribution rewards, where we incentivize early users of the product through through leap tokens. Awesome, awesome. So in the next week, so by the end of what are we in now? Twenty fifth of March. So pretty much the start of April people be ready for a light paper on how the uh, leap token is going to work. 
That sounds yeah, good. You got I'm, it right. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to reading that myself. Um, as far as where people can find you, like where's the best place? You said you had a tele- uh, Discord before, Telegram. You know, drop all the contacts here for the people. Yeah, we can do that. Baron, do you want to just help me drop the links here? Sure, we do. Yeah, but in terms of where to reach us, yeah, anything is good. We are, we have, we have, we are sort of eyes and ears everywhere. Uh, Telegram, Telegram's great. Discord's where a lot of our product feedback comes in. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, please drop us a line there. Uh, Twitter's Twitter's great, great as well. And yeah, another another one thing maybe I'd love to call out uh, sure. to the folks listening in is is we have our uh, mobile beta coming soon, as we discussed earlier. So you can go on the we can go on our website leapwallet.io and drop your email there. And then within within two weeks or so, we should be rolling out the first alpha uh, alpha invites for the product. We'd love to sort of uh, have some of you test it and uh, yeah, and test it and give us feedback. Uh, yeah, I've just logged on to LeapWallet.io. So down in the bottom of the page where it says join the LeapFroggers beta community, uh, that's where they put their email to get those uh, updates? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. I feel like we've covered a fair lot, a fair bit in this conversation and kind of actually dug pretty deep into how it works specifically. Obviously, I was clicking through buttons and opening things up while I was talking to you. So hopefully that painted a fairly vivid picture for anyone who's listening. You know, obviously, it's easier sometimes to see these things with your eyes for them to make sense. But hopefully if you were playing along at home, um, this all was, you know, information that was helpful for you. Um, it doesn't look like we've had anyone come up to ask questions. So I'm going to take that as a sign that we've asked all the right questions today. With that being said, um, guys, I appreciate you jumping on and taking the time to explain all this today. Um, you know, obviously it's very late over in India at the moment. And so, you know, I don't want to keep you up any longer than I have to right now. So thank you so much for your time. Um, thanks to Terra Spaces for recording the space. And thanks to uh, and Shah for telling me to jump on and have a conversation with you guys. Yeah, it was great being here. Thank you so much for hosting us. We had a great time being here and answering all these fun questions. Awesome. Well, what I'll do, I'll wrap this up now. Everyone who's listening, uh, if you want to tune in, we've got another space coming up in about three hours time with Jinku Payments. Uh, they're doing some really cool things at the moment too, and they're flying under the radar. So tune into that in a few hours' time. If you aren't aware of TDX Texas, that is happening in June. Uh, speaking of which, will we be seeing either of you guys at TDX? Probably, yes. Uh, I, I did talk to Shah about it. We, we are due to give a confirmation end of this week, but uh, yeah, most likely we should be there, one of us. Looking forward to It's going to be an awesome event. Looking forward to seeing you there and meeting you uh, in real life. Likewise, Doc. All right, go and have an awesome day and night, my friends. Thank you, bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Leap Wallet AMA, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Thursday, March 24th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or 
looking for some alpha, or if you're trying to find the best UST farms, or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CFI spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes, and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. Terra Spaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay. Checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows. But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, mother. Fucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic Pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday And I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing Left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception The base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label Per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist. They can't even say they're making pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We did. Didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss? Listening to excuses, now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true. In the dark, eating bullshit up like a mushroom. In the lunchroom, just trying to laugh it off. Meanwhile, foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog. Like a fake mate and called at the zoo. It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too. I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it. It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music. Spaces.